Hello, friends. Um, I'm going to gripe briefly about Safari because, oh, it's just, it never gets old, you know, griping about Safari. And yeah, so I just, I'm working on the modal series. I wrapped it up and then I realized it's like, I think I really want to tackle mobile modals. You know, it feels really, when you're on an app and you open a dialogue on your mobile device and it opens like it would on a desktop, like it's centered and everything, it just feels and it has padding and whatever. It, I don't know. It just doesn't feel great. Although when you open one and it opens like a little tray at the bottom, like it would natively, and then you can drag it down to close it, it feels awesome. And that's, uh, yeah. So I was like, like, let's just see what, what's involved in that. Like, so I spent a day kind of like exploring mobile dialogues and getting the styling right initially isn't so bad. Um, even getting the drag downs, not so bad. You can build it by hand with touch start and move and end events like fairly easily, but there are a few things. Okay. Building the basic version is fine. And I ended up staying with that. And that's what I recorded in the series. And it's pretty rock solid. Like I feel good about it. Doesn't add a ton of complexity. It's like a low risk addition, but there's a high risk addition version of it where you go for like full mobile fidelity that I think is too dangerous to do. And I'm going to tell you why. And it's because Safari is like, cha, just frustrating. Um, yeah. So what I wanted Okay, so if I have a long dialogue that I open on mobile, it looks great right now. Like it's like a tray kind of at the bottom and you can just like throw your thumb up to scroll down. And there was one thing that bugged me is when it's called rubber band scrolling. You know, when you when you use your thumb to scroll past the scrollable area, mobile devices kind of like let you pull it up even though it's there's nothing else below it. And then when you let go of your thumb, it rubber bands it back called rubber band scrolling or over scrolling and yeah so when I was doing that with the dialogue when I the over scroll I wanted it to be so picture like if your dialogue is white but the overlay behind it is like a faded gray if you do the over scroll it pulls up the dialogue and there's like a hard bottom edge and then it shows that overlay below it which doesn't feel great it's like oh it, f it would feel great if it felt like I was just stretching this dialogue if the background was matched the background of the dialogue so this is not easy <laughs> i tried like so many freaking css things to like use pseudo elements and absolutely position them like outside of the viewport so that the overscroll would show that background and you can actually kind of achieve it the problem like you can easily set the background of an overscroll but i only want to set the overscroll set the overscroll on the down like below the page not above it if you like overscroll up i don't want you to see that white background because i want you to see more of the oh my gosh it's yeah it's just um it's a complicated problem <laughs> to say the least. It's so complicated, but I eventually came up with something that actually worked really well and had the overscroll like working great, but then it only worked on Safari and it didn't work in, uh, like, a, like if you go to responsive mode in your desktop browser, it, it would break it. It, it actually treated that overflow thing I had for the scroll background as a part of the page. So it just made the modal like twice as big and just, you would just scroll past it to all this empty space. So that was, oh man, like a no go. Um, and then I, I wanted to have it the modal like on mobile, I wanted the dialogue to transition up, like to slide up instead of fade in. And then when you swipe it down to like slide out transition, but that's super tough too, for a million reasons that, 
I'll say that most of them are solvable, except freaking anchor positioning, because when you use translate Y on a transition out, it messes with like how it messes with the the document like painting flow and whatever. So that anchor thing that I built for menus, it was broken for the very next click. So if you then opened a menu after you transition wide out, when you transition Y out, it like does something to the page and then the anchoring when it calculates its position is wrong until you like force it to recalculate, but you can't just force the anchor to recalculate. You have to force the page to like repaint somehow. Oh, so I was like, you know what? Screw that. It's not a big deal if the dialogue just like kind of scales and fades in instead of the whole translate. So I abandoned that. That was like one thing I really wanted to do, but I abandoned it because I spent hours trying to get it to work and couldn't get something that worked like beautifully on every device, you know? Um, so I settled with that. And I was like, okay, that's fine. And then I like along the way ran into this problem. And so, and then dug into it. And I remembered that I ran into this forever ago on an actual app for a client when I worked at Titan, I'm pretty sure where we had a fixed footer. So like, it was like, um, a wizard, you know, where you would hit like next to go to the next step and everything. And the control for the wizard to go next and back and all that was a, like a fixed kind of footer on the page. And it worked fine on desktop, but on mobile, it would get cut off in half. Oh yeah, I'm remembering this freaking problem. I encountered this before and was like totally baffled that browsers do this. So here's what it's, not all browsers, Safari does this. And it's something that has been called a bug in Safari. It's called the like 100 VH bug or the vertical like screen height bug. And it's been talked about forever. And then I think like six or seven years ago, Safari was like, like somebody from Safari marked it as like closed, won't fix or something forever. Or and they, they were like, this isn't actually a bug. We worked really hard towards the solution and we're keeping it. Screw you. So now it's like a problem in every, every app that wants to do something in the footer that uses Safari. It's like a problem that is really difficult to solve. And here's the problem that, that came out. Okay. So if you're in a mobile browser on Safari and this other browsers do this too, but they seem to have like a better way of dealing with it than Safari. So in a mobile browser on Safari, you open a page and you have like in the traditional view, not the new Safari view, but whatever you see the footer, you know, with your like tabs and stuff or like navigation, like back and forth. And if you start to scroll down on the page, it like scrolls that footer down and hides it for you, right? But what that does is it expands the screen height as you scroll down. So Safari decided that that's gonna cause all sorts of like a reflow repaint bugs because it's reflowing the whole page. Anything that depends on, on the screen height. So like in CSS, 100 VH, 100 vertical height or whatever, depends on the height of the viewport. So if they like change that as a user scrolls dynamically, it like causes all sorts of weird performance things and styling things that they claim. And I, I'm sure it's true, but their solution is to make a hundred VH the full height below that footer. So if you do any sort of fixed positioning at the bottom, it's going to show up behind that footer, which is insane. <laughs> like it's crazy that they do that. And you have no real way to fix it 
other than like detecting the users in Safari somehow with like JavaScript or something, user agent crap, and then adding padding. And you just have to like hope that the user's device matches the padding that you added. Um, I think there might even be other clever, but it, this is like a gnarly thing that's got tons of people. There's tons of content of people trying to fix this on the internet and there's no like, here's the clean fix. I think there is a NPM package that, that handles this for you. It's called like div a hundred or something. And you just wrap your whole page in that and it does it somehow. So I don't know. I don't know. It was just me. <laughs> I've said before, you know, developing a JavaScript thing and not using Safari myself. I've, there's been, I don't know, tons of times where people go, oh, this doesn't work at Safari or in Safari, this little thing's broken because Safari, they go against the grain and they do, they do what they want to do. <laughs> That's the attitude Safari has. It's like everything works great in Firefox and Chrome and an Arch, Arc, or whatever, all, all the random browsers, but not Safari because they like rebuilt the whole engine by hand or so. I don't even know. I should know this. Like, are they using WebKit? What does that even mean? I don't know. But they have, there's APIs that they just, I'm trying to think of other ones. There's, there's a few others that I've just totally hit that like every browser supports this and Safari doesn't. And it's not that they're lagging behind. They don't really lag behind in like bringing standards to their evergreen browser, but they definitely like decide sometimes that they're never going to do something or they're going to change the way something works permanently. And then like, they're the one who's different than everybody else. And it's really frustrating and you have to add conditionals in places and do stuff. And so it's just annoying. So I don't know. I just thought I ran into this weird thing. I'm going to tell you about it. So Safari sucks. Building something mobile is hard. I showed Hannah this, um, you know, I did this, this like mobile thing, I came downstairs. I'm like, Oh yeah, check this out. Cause anytime I can show her something that's related to my, sorry, I'm burping into the mic while I'm drinking tea. Anytime I can show her something about my job, that's like visual or that she can connect with in some way. I try to do it because 99% of it, I, she's just like, Oh, what'd you do today? Or, Oh, what are you working on? Or, Oh, what's the problem? And I'm like, I, it's not even worth it. Like, Yeah. Um, so I go downstairs and I show her, I'm like, I open up the site on my phone and I'm like, check this out, like dialogues, you can swipe to close them. And she's like, okay, um, that's hard. You know, <laughs> it's like, yes, actually. <laughs> and so then I explained to her like what you have to do to make that work. And she's like, that's insane. Like you just would never think that when you're using a page and it's true. Um, cause it would be really fantastic if all of these platforms provided primitives for browsers and for yeah just if browsers provided better primitives in general that worked with native they kind of like when you trigger an alert or a confirm in javascript it looks different on desktop than it does on mobile on mobile it's like really friendly you know it looks like like the the os like cares about it you know it'd be really great if they did that for other things like dialogues but they didn't so that's why i have this course <laughs> okay see ya